Welcome to Married by Design. This week on our podcast, we're going to be looking at the structure for biblical change. How is it that we can actually put what we've learned so far into practice and make real changes to the way that we handle the issues of life? That's what we'll be looking at this week on Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Married by Design. We are in the middle of a series entitled Handling Life's Issues. It's all about how we can better handle the issues of life as believers. Not only that, but how we can help others handle the issues of life. We hope that you've been following along in our weekly podcast and are learning principles from the Bible on how God wants to help you with the issues of life. That's right. We spent a number of weeks laying a good foundation for biblical change. We first looked at the idea that we should have hope of change. God gives us all the resources we need, and we need to understand the barriers to real biblical change. We looked at the role of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Word of God to change our hearts biblically. God's Spirit is with us as believers, and He is prompting and encouraging us to make the changes that we need to make. Those changes are based on the inerrant and infallible Word of God. God's Word is so faithful to instruct us and to give us a lot better advice than anything the world can offer. You can spend a lot of time trying to figure out how to make changes and what changes to make, or you can just go to God's Word where He gives us that clear instruction. Then we looked at the three areas of change. We looked at the heart and how the heart is so central to making real, lasting biblical change. And if you work on the heart, the doing will naturally flow out of that. That's the second aspect, the doing. What things do we need to practice and what things should we stop doing? The third area is our feelings. We encourage you to see that feelings are merely a byproduct of your heart and your doing. We shouldn't be controlled by the way that we feel or allow our feelings to dictate what we do. You need to rise above your feelings to do what is right in God's eyes. Well now, in this week's episode, we're going to be laying out a structure for lasting biblical change. With that good foundation, we need to begin to work on the heart and the doing and our feelings. This week, we're looking at how you can work on your heart. How is it that you can address the issues in your heart to change them so that it affects the things you do and the way that you feel? Any change involves a change in the focus of your heart and your thinking. As we said, you must deal with the heart to see significant, lasting change. We looked at the heart already. The heart is the seed of the will, thoughts, reasonings, desires, and priorities. It's your true self. If you do work on your heart, you will make substantial progress in handling the issues of life. If you ignore your heart, you will relapse and fail to get real traction in biblical change. The Lord is eager to address your heart issues, and He will help you work on them. There's a great example of this in the Sermon on the Mount. As you read through that sermon, you can see clearly that Jesus is addressing the heart. The religious leaders of the time, the Pharisees, were all focused on the doing, the externals. But all the way through his sermon, Jesus gets right down to the heart of the matter, the heart of man. That's right. He keeps saying over and over, you've heard it said, but I say to you. He makes a contrast between what we do on the outside and the heart. And he's trying to get people he's speaking to to go deeper. He deals with the heart of anger and a heart of lust and the heart of fear. 
Even at the beginning of the sermon, he's laying out the qualities of the heart that are consistent with the kingdom of God. And that's what we need to do. We need to work on our heart, even before we do anything else. And so let's lay out a pattern for working on your heart. Well, the first thing you need to do is ask God for help. This is so essential that you understand that God is the one that changes the heart. He's the one that will help you work on your heart. You can't do it on your own. In Psalm 40, verses 1 to 3, David recognizes the part that God has in working on his heart. That's right. Let me read it. Psalm 40, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me out from the pit of destruction, out of the miry bog, and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Thanks. David wasn't literally in a miry bog. He was referring to where his heart was. David was in great turmoil and was struggling. And it says in verse 3 that the Lord put a new song in his mouth and a song of praise to his God. That was the end result of the Lord working on his heart. David had patiently waited for the Lord in prayer, seeking after God and asking for God's help. And God answered him and changed his heart and put a new song in his mouth. It's so important for you to do the same thing. If you're caught in a miry bog or difficulty, you need to spend a significant amount of time calling on God to work in your heart and change it. He's the one that will rescue you. He's the one that will change your heart. In verse 17 of Psalm 40, David said, As for me, I am poor and needy, but the Lord takes thought for me. You are my help and my delivery. Do not delay, O my God. Prayer is one of those things that it's so easy to pass over. We get so excited about wanting to change, but we forget to include God in the process. God is able to make a wonderful change in your heart. In 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 9, it says of Saul, When he turned his back to leave Samuel, God gave him a new, a new heart, or another heart. What a wonderful verse. There's an example of God doing a work in Saul's heart and changing his heart. As you look at the issues of life that you struggle with, or if you're trying to help someone else, that verse should give you a lot of hope. A lot of hope that God can change the heart. Okay, so we start with prayer. The next part of working on your heart is to place yourself under the control of the Holy Spirit. If you remember, we spent a bit of time talking about the work of the Holy Spirit. He wants to help you to change. He's going to help you to have an understanding of God's Word He's going to convict you about how you fall short and help you to have the power to change. So you need to spend some time placing yourself under the control of the Holy Spirit. What that means practically is that in prayer you need to ask the Holy Spirit to fill you and control you. That's a way of submitting your will to the Holy Spirit and all that He wants to do in your life. It's a choice that you have to make that should be expressed through prayer. In Ephesians 5 verse 18, Paul writes there that we should not be drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. You are going to be controlled by someone or something. You can be controlled by wine, as Paul suggested here, or you can be controlled by the Spirit. If you're controlled by wine or other substances or another person or your own desires, it's not going to end well. But you have a choice to make. When somebody drinks too much, they're making a choice to be controlled by what they drink. You have the same choice to be controlled by God's Spirit. 
As you begin to address your heart, the Holy Spirit must have a central part of directing and teaching it. That's why you should express your desire to submit to the work of God's Spirit in your life. Well, now that you've prayed for God's help and have submitted yourself to God's Spirit, you need to expect God to show you your heart issues. God knows where your heart is even more than you do. He knows what things need to change, and He wants to show you those things. You need to go into this process of the work on your heart with an expectation that God will reveal these things to you and help you. In 2 Samuel 12, David is being confronted about his sin. He committed adultery and murdered Bathsheba's husband, but God wanted to reveal to David his sin and his heart. The Lord loved David so much that he wanted to show him very clearly where he went wrong. So he sent the prophet Nathan to him. Nathan told him the story about a lamb to draw David in and and illustrate David's sin. In verse 7, Nathan said to David, You are the man. The Lord told David exactly what he did wrong. You just need to see that God desires to show you your wayward heart and your sin. You need to expect that as you begin to work on your heart, and God will reveal those things to you. Psalm 51 is a song related to this incident in David's life. In Psalm 51, verse 3, David writes there, For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. The result of being confronted by Nathan and the conviction of God's Spirit is that David realized his sin and what he had done wrong. And that's what God desires to do in your life, too. If you have heart issues that you're struggling with, you're not handling things the right way, Maybe things that you're not even aware of, you need to expect that God is going to work on those things and reveal those things to you. It says in Scripture that we don't know our own hearts and that they are desperately wicked. But God knows your heart and wants to root out all those things so that you can live a life that is pleasing to Him. Again, going back to the Sermon on the Mount, that's why Jesus was addressing the heart. As God in the flesh, He wanted to go deeper than the outward actions and doing to the inward heart. He was confronting the religious leaders of the time and what was going on in their hearts. And that's a good thing. If you want to see lasting change, you need to be willing to receive that direction from the Holy Spirit. You need to expect that God's going to reveal those things to your heart, and you should have a willingness to receive the truth. As you begin to spend that time of prayer and reflection, the Holy Spirit will reveal your heart issues to you. We're going to be looking next week at the three main issues of the heart that will come to the surface. You need to conduct a thorough self-evaluation and make a list of how you fail to think, speak, and act in a biblical manner. This will help to reveal where your heart is. We'll deal with this next week, but in the temptation of Jesus and in 1 John 2, verse 16, the three main areas of the heart and temptation are listed. These are the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the boasting pride of life. Many of the heart issues that we face fall into one of these three categories. That's a good place to start. If you're eager to get started, spend time in prayer this week asking God to help you and to change your heart. When you're in prayer, express your desire for the Holy Spirit to control you and to direct you as you work on your heart. Spend that time in prayer expecting God to show you your heart issues. You may want to look at those three areas of the heart and see how much you can identify about where your heart is. 
Yeah, and just like David, God wants to reveal these things to you. Wait on him to rescue you and help you to address your sinful heart. This is the beginning of seeing a real heart change that will lead to change in your doing and your emotions. Well, let's pray. Father, we just come to you now asking for your help. God, just like David, we need your help in our lives. In our heart issues, I pray that you would help us to see those things and rescue us. Father, right now, we invite your Holy Spirit to uh, control us, to direct us, to teach us, to remind us, to to, uh, help us to see the ways that we need to change and the heart issues that maybe we can't even see ourselves. Father, we expect that you will do that because you love us, because you want us to be able to handle the issues of life better and to change and live a life that honors to you. And we just thank you for what you will do in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for being with us again. This is the beginning of biblical change, and it will give you some structure to work on the issues that you're struggling with. If you have questions or comments, you can reach us at marriedbydesign01 at gmail.com. And we encourage you to share this podcast with people on texting. You can send them the link or Facebook or other social media. Well, next week in our podcast, we're going to continue to lay out a structure for lasting biblical change and working on the heart. We're going to look at the primary issues of the heart as well as the lies that you've accepted and how to correct those lies. And that's what we'll be looking at next time on Married by Design. Mm-hmm.